A message from our sponsor, Pivot Lending Group, Littleton, Colorado. Pivot Lending Group provides a tailored mortgage lending experience with strong local builder and realtor relationships and customized loan services. We pivot to help you grow in your community and realize your personal homeownership goals. Visit us at pivotlending.com. Hello and good afternoon. This is Mitch Friedman with Mortgage Minute with Mitch. And today I am so happy to have Casey Fogelman join us. Casey, welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Great. And Casey's with Colorado Home and Land with Keller Williams Avenues out in Old Town, Arvada. A new location for the company, I know, and a great spot for people to come by and visit you and see the townable of Arvada at the same time. Exactly. I'm looking forward to people getting to know you a little bit better personally and professionally, as well as you sharing some information about the real estate market and the current conditions and things that your clients should be looking for with uh, your support and help in your service and your knowledge of the market. So let's jump into learning more about you. How long have you been in real estate? Actually, I've just been in over a year. So very new, but I've learned a lot and the second year is gonna be great. Well, you came in at a great time. It was a uh, obviously a very crazy market. The education that people got from learning that market and how to be strategic in making good offers and taking good listings. I think you probably got that education in a very short amount of time. So the learning curve was probably very steep. Yeah, it was like, as they say, drinking from the fire hose. Uh, exactly. Uh, well, that's great. Well, it's a great industry and we're, we're glad you're here. I know real estate has been exciting for you, but what really got you to think about wanting to do it as a profession and a career? It's really not different than any of the other things I thought about doing. It's right there with serving people. Only now I have a little bit of freedom to do that. I get to kind of work with different aspects of the public and also help them kind of make their dreams come true, whether they're selling or buying a house. So I actually get to see the success at the end, which is, I think, the most important part about my job. Well, I'm right there with you, because as the mortgage side of the equation uh, helping either a first-time home buyer or even a first-time investor to buy their first investment property. The results you get at the closing and the journey along the way is education and then a big handshake or a hug at the closing table because one, they never thought they could buy their first home or in this current environment of property values increasing, having a rental property to help someone's net worth is really, really important as well to consider as a way to grow their future and at some point looking at retirement and using that as a retirement vehicle. So it's uh, it's been a great, great run so far. And we still see the market as being very strong, which we'll definitely talk about in a little bit. If I called you and said, hey, I'd like to learn more about the buying process or even the selling process, how would you share a little bit of that with me so that I could have some proper expectations of what to look forward to? Well, it's really simple. With the market the way it is, everybody has concerns. Right now, I think there's fears that people don't want to sell their home because there isn't a home to buy. But at the same time, it's a good time to buy because of interest rates and you know things that are going on positively here in Colorado. I think the main thing I want to tell people is you're not going to know until you try. So you need to get the information and find out. You can always start looking. We can get together and talk about the market. We can keep up to date on the market. There's nothing to be scared about 
it actually should be more of a fun experience being able to move from maybe a lower end house to a bigger house, or maybe you're moving to a different location. It might not happen overnight, or it might, considering the market, you might sell your house in two days, but it's really nothing to fear. That's why we're here. We have the information to provide you and we'll stay with you. I'll stay with you 100% of the way. And that's that's a very valid point on the strength of the market, the movement and the, the swiftness the market's moving is going to be important to my next question, because I think this is valid for your clientele to hear. And that is two two parts. One is how long have you lived in Colorado and what is it about being a native to Colorado that will help others who are looking to purchase or sell a home? I am a native Colorado. I was raised here. I did spend about 15 years out in California, which was a great education and learning experience to see different things. But the big thing is, is I know a lot about Colorado. I've watched it grow. I've uh, had developers and contractors in my life and my family, and I've watched little pieces of land grow into big homes and I've seen a lot of our land disappear, but at the same time, Colorado is a great place. There's good schools, there's good jobs, there's so many things to do. So, you know, helping people right now is I know a lot about the area and I feel like I could probably answer all their questions if they had any. And I think it's valid also because there's so many people moving to the state that if somebody were to reach out to someone like you as their professional realtor, you'd be able to respond to them and say, look, I know this state fairly well. And here's the things and locations I think that might meet your needs based on what you're sharing with me as far as schools and proximity to maybe their new job, things you can do outside of the city, like skiing and hiking and biking and fishing and all the wonderful things our state offers. So that that's a huge benefit to working with you because you have that knowledge of the state. And not everybody does because a lot of people have moved here and become a realtor, but don't know the state inside and out like you do. Yeah, it, it does. And I, you know, I love sharing things about Colorado because of all the experiences I've had, but also the people that I know. I know quite a few other realtors in the area that are from here. So like I said, we can always find something. And if we don't know it, I'll go out and try to find the answer to it or find someone who knows more than I do. So let's talk a little bit about your personal life. So when you were growing up, what did you see yourself doing after you completed school? Oh my gosh, I wanted to do everything. There were so many things I wanted to do. I think I changed my mind all the time. I really didn't know if any of them would pan out, but I did start out wanting to be a teacher. So I went to school to be a teacher and a coach. That didn't quite fit my personality. So I really didn't think about getting into real estate, even though most of my family was in real estate. I guess it's just the rebel in me. I didn't want to follow their path or maybe I didn't get guided into that direction. But I have to say that I wish I would have followed that path earlier because it is really fun and I really enjoyed doing it. And I didn't realize how much I actually knew about homes, but being around my family and my uncle and stuff and all the times we spent looking at property. Now I know why we drove around and we did the research that we did. So I can take all that knowledge now and Hopefully use it. You also mentioned uh, being te- being a teacher and a coach. And, and as much as you said, it didn't fit your personality. Being a teacher, being a coach is very, very par on, on par with being a realtor because there's so much organizing. You are directing a lot of different parts and people in the transaction that it takes to, to actually close a transaction, such as 
the lender like myself, an appraiser, the inspection company, the title company. Sometimes you need a structural engineer. I mean, there are so many moving parts and people to coordinate for one transaction. I think some of those skills, well, I know those skills transfer over very, very seamlessly and very wonderfully for representing clients. So I think that is something that is definitely worthy of consideration and sharing with your with the listener of this podcast. So they know you've had that background. So good for you. And you may not even know the benefit that you are now using in the real estate community. Well, now that you mentioned it, yeah, I am doing that. I guess it's just that I'm working with a different clientele and I'm teaching and, and coaching a different group of people who are actually going to sit there and listen to me and want my knowledge, hopefully. <laughs> Got it. That changes the, uh, the perception of what you were saying, but I think the foundation of what you had to do for them is the same. So I know you've, tried other careers, but why Why did you wait so long to get into real estate if it was in your family and you're in here and you're like, God, I wish you would have done it sooner. What was causing you not to, to get it, you'd think? Well, you know, I was told by the same exact people that did this, that it was not a fun job. It's a lot of work. It's crazy. It's, you know, they, the negativity that they would boast about was enough to keep you away from it. And I'm not sure being as young as I was at the time, if I really understood all that. But as I've come along in my career, um, I started my own cleaning business seven or eight years ago because I decided I really wanted to work for myself and build something that I enjoyed. Believe it or not, I, I enjoy cleaning, which is maybe not some things on people's lists. But I worked with a lot of realtors and I helped them out a lot and with the things they needed. And over the past three years, it really sunk in that maybe I do have the ability to do this and the passion to do it. I just needed that that one little spark to get me going. Good for you to get that spark because, again, the industry is wonderful. So glad you're here. You're, a, you're an amazing person and a great add to our, our community and our industry of real estate. So I'm very happy that I got to meet you and that you uh, joined the company you did. And that we are uh, able to work together and be partners in this industry. What are some things you like to do outside of real estate that people could uh, maybe relate to that what you do and maybe the same thing that they like to do? Well, I'm definitely an outdoors person. I grew up in Estes Park areas, love the mountain skiing. Mostly I'm a cyclist, so I do mountain and road, and I just like to ride my mountain bike, and I do love to travel, so anytime I can get away for the weekend. A lot of times it's just in Colorado because there's so many great places to go, but anything involves outdoors. I worked at Pebble Beach Company in California. That's what I did out there, so golfing's a big thing, um, and most of the time in Colorado, you can do it all year round, so it, it's nice to to have those the outdoor activities that you can keep doing. Nobody can see us because this is a podcast, but I, I am going to mention you're wearing a biking shirt <laughs> with a, a wonderful mountain bike on it with, I don't know if those are fat tires or not, but it's a beautiful bike. <laughs> and uh, your, uh, your, your comments about what you do, you're wearing on your shirt, so you must do it. I do. Good for you. And then, of course, golfing is a, a wonderful sport in a great way to connect and network. And I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this who are golfers as well that either know you or are going to get to know you once they get to listen to this podcast. So uh, it's nice to have things outside of our industry and our business to uh, relate to other people and have a little bit of downtime and uh, enjoy what the state has to offer, which again is why people are here or want to move here. So jumping back into the professional life of Casey, over the last year that you've been selling real estate, what do you think maybe one or two things you've picked up that would be important for the listeners to learn as far as our industry or things to consider when looking to buy or sell a home that will be important for them to know? 
Well, I think the biggest thing is if you're a first-time home buyer, it's really important to know what you want in your house and out of your house and what the most important things are to you and your family because everything else can come second. And then the next thing is just location. And in Colorado, we have great locations to live in depending on what you want to spend on a home, what your budget is. But we have so many opportunities in different places to live in different types. We have all kinds of different living lifestyles here in Colorado. And I think the first thing is is just to ask yourself that question and sit down and discuss what's important to you. And then don't get in a rush and really take it one step at a time so that you are finding that property that fits you perfectly, that you plan on living in five plus years. And if you're buying a second home, I think the biggest thing is keeping track of what you liked from the last home, what was lacking or what the reason is that you want to sell that home, whether you want to go bigger or smaller or move to a different part of Colorado. I mean, it's really knowing what your wants are. And if you want to invest and say you move and you want to rent the property you're in, that's what we're here for, both you and I. I mean, if you want to invest, that's the best way to do it is to just keep moving. But but think about what it is and why it is we're going to do it. And what I'm hearing is there's a systematic way to putting yourself in a position as a buyer to be well-informed and be able to find a home to meet your needs. And to me, meeting needs is, is financial and budget. And a big part of buying a home is getting a mortgage should you need to finance the home. And what I'm finding in this market, and this market's been this way for several years, I'm going to call it 10 plus. And that is when people see a home online or when you set them up for a home search, they're very excited to want to look at the home and knowing how fast the market is moving. Oftentimes, they haven't taken a step to get pre-approved enough or look at all the different options that are available. So sometimes things move faster in a less systematic way than we would have hoped for. And so if people can get themselves positioned to get pre-approved, learn about the programs that are available to them, understand the budget around their comfort level and what that affords them, then when you guys are out looking at homes, they have a really good thorough understanding of what they could afford and what the monthly payments would be then they can act very quickly and be very nimble at that point. And sometimes it goes the other way and then it becomes a bit frustrating because they haven't seen all the uh, other parts to buying a home outside of, I love this home and it meets my needs. I need to figure out how I'm going to buy it and pay for it. And I know you stress that because that's part of the way of looking to buy a piece of real estate, but uh, sometimes it's hard to be patient and as listeners of your podcast, hopefully they'll take that in consideration because it really does help and really uh, takes the edge off when you're out looking because it's such a crazy market now. And I have a feeling over the next several years, it'll remain the same, that to be in a position where you can buy and move quickly is really pretty crucial. So those are great words of wisdom from you for a buyer. Now, if I was a seller of a home and knowing what the market's like, how would you guide me and tell me what are things maybe either to get prepared to sell or how do I, what's my expectation in selling in this market being a very active market? And then along that is if I'm not, if I'm not trying to buy another home, let's say I'm going to move out of town, I would imagine the conversation I need to know is going to be different versus if I want to try and buy another home and either consider selling my home after the fact or selling my home during while I'm looking to buy the new home because I may need the money out of my home to do that. That's, that's called whether you have a contingent sale or a non-contingent sale. How would you advise me on the first part if I was going to sell my home but didn't need to buy another home? Well, sure. If you're going to put your house on the market today and you don't have to buy another house here, 
with the market the way it is, homes are going fast. We're looking at five, maybe five to six offers on a house over a weekend listing. So my job is to make sure we price that house right. We can get you the most money that you can out of the house and also make it easy on you, especially with COVID-19. We don't want a ton of people in and out of your house and walking around. So we want to schedule maybe an open house. We want to make things be really simple so that you're, you think we can get this done over a short period of time. And then I will help with all those steps, which means talking to the agents that are, you know, have buyers or, you know, making sure that we're picking the right offer that best suits you. Not having to move, you don't have a contingency, you're not, you don't have anything there that actually will stop someone from wanting to put an offer in because they probably need your house really fast. They probably already sold their house and they're looking for your house and it's the perfect one. So we got to make sure we have all the T's crossed and the I's dotted so that we know that it's a smooth process. That's my job. That's where you can trust me to talk to these people and figure out what they want and be the communicator and kind of make it stress-free for you. What I'm hearing also is that in the strength of the market, they may have several offers and it's really hard to negotiate through those offers to make sure that the ones that you're going to, that they're going to consider to accept actually are ones that are going to get to the closing table as well. Because sometimes a really high price looks very appealing, but if you dig deep into the contract and the terms of the contract, it may not always seem as it appears where there might be other contingencies, meaning the buyer of the home has other another home they must sell. They're getting funds from another source uh, or somebody may be offering cash at a little lower price, but it's going to be maybe a simpler offer. So I know that uh, your expertise and professionalism in understanding contracts is what you're being hired to review with them as well. So that would be a, those are things that definitely kick in. And I think you're, you know, you're wonderful doing that. And that's a, a great reason to consider working with you for someone selling their home. If they do need to buy another home and sell their home, uh, how that would be structured and what kind of advice you could give to someone in that scenario. So if you are looking to sell your house and you're looking to buy another house in Colorado or within the same area, there's a couple of things that can be done. One of the options is called a contingency. And this is where you list your home and you have a contingency with the buyer or the seller of the other home that you can buy as once you've sold your house. It actually allows you to stay in your house for a little while until you can get the cash to purchase the new home. There's also another option that's considered a rent back option. And that's where you can actually rent back the house from the buyer for 60 days until you find your replacement home. There's also a bunch of unique financial options you can do. And, and that's why we always reach out to Mitch because he's got the answer on those where there's different things we can do to help you. So again, it doesn't have to be that scary thing where you're going to end up on the street because you're probably not. There's plenty of options. Great. And, and that's great. And there are options. So that's, that's the, uh, the nice thing to know. And a lot of people who are selling their home have that fear from the very beginning of, oh my gosh, the market's so tight with inventory. And if I put my home on the market, like we we talked about in a previous question, that their home would probably sell very quickly if it's in a good area and it's in good condition. And then they're going to say, well, now what? I haven't even had time to go find another replacement home. So the options of being able to rent back their home for up to two months, or I do help people access either equity in their home to use as a down payment on the next home before they sell their home, 
where we talk about a smaller down payment that they think they would need to buy the, the second home while they're selling their home. And then they could adjust that new loan after they close on the sale of their home. So there are a lot of financial tools to work with to help kind of take that edge off and that concern about I'm going to either be homeless or I have to move into a temporary place for a month or two until I can find or close on the next home. And those are valid concerns. And, and that's that's the the good and the bad of the market. And it's just something we all have dealt with. And we, we navigate through it just fine because we've been doing a lot of sales that way right now. And so I think it's a good problem to have because that means valuations of homes are still escalating. And as a seller, that's what you want to see when you're selling your home. In wrapping up our time together, uh, this is great information. Thank you for uh, sharing who you are, how you got to where you've gotten to, your past and learning about real estate without knowing it was going to be part of your future, which is great to see that part. Maybe you can give us a little bit of a wrap up on what you're seeing with the current real estate market conditions. I mean, I know they're strong, but maybe you can touch on that a little bit. Yeah, sure. Well, right now, the market is very strong, um, especially for sellers. We are very low on inventory. I think the last number we had in one of our meetings was like 700 homes being listed in a 20-mile radius of us. And that's not normal. There's way more people booking for homes than 700 people. But it's not. it's nothing to get frustrated over. Houses are going for over asking, which scares people, too, because they don't want to get in and buy because they think, well, maybe the market will go back down and it will be the perfect time. But right now, and Mitch can speak to this, too, is we're still doing good on interest rates. You know, mortgage rates are still pretty good and, you know, better than they have been. And if you haven't done it and you wait, things could just get worse. I mean, it's again, it's just one of those things you need to reach out, find out financially, talk to Mitch, talk to a lender, find out how much you can afford what you're looking for and and just take that leap of looking. It doesn't hurt. That's the free part. But yeah, in Colorado right now, there are a lot of people want to live here. We we don't have a lot of inventory for people to move to, but it shouldn't be scary. It should be something fun and something good to look forward to if you are planning on doing that. I guess that's maybe just, you know, the big thing is don't be scared. That's what we're here for. That's what I'm here for. That's what Mitch is here for. Exactly. And, you know, um, I get that question probably once a day. And that is, what do you think, Mitch? Should I buy a home now? Is the market overvalued? And the answer is, and this is my true answer. If I could have bought 10 more homes 10 years ago when the market was overvalued, I wish I did. And so, so you just don't know what the future holds. But what we do know is real estate ultimately has gone up over time. And there have been a few blips on the radar for sure. 2010, uh, when People are getting home loans that they shouldn't have gotten in the market and our industry provided home loans they shouldn't have provided that, that changed the dynamics of the market. But that was many years ago and that's not going to happen going forward. Everybody's learned their lesson um, and, and people are much more qual better qualified and can afford to buy homes that they're buying now, which is a pleasure for me to see the affordability side of it. But I think buying a home is always a good thing. And there's a lot of the various reasons from an income tax savings to valuation increases, to building net worth, to having a home to live in and making changes that you would like to change and call it your home and feel really good when you come home from work, et cetera. There's a lot of value in owning a piece of real estate. And over time, it's always served people well to uh, increase. So no, we can't predict the future. Like I can't predict the future of interest rates. They still are historic lows and levels. But I think if you can get in and it's affordable, there's nothing wrong with doing that. 
at this point in time. So is there anything else that we haven't covered today that you'd like the listeners of this podcast to know or learn about you? You know, I just want everybody to know that this is really all about you. When it comes to looking for real estate, it's one of your biggest assets and purchases that you'll ever make. It's also a big investment and good for the future. So I just want you to know you can trust me. I have a great team behind me. I don't have to do this all on my own and neither do you. It is fun for me to do this. I love the atmosphere that it is and helping people. And I like to see everyone, you know, watch their day change as they close on a new house. It's probably one of the best things to experience. So what's the best way for people listening to this podcast to get a hold of you? Well, they can text or email me or call me. My phone number is 970-744-0985. You can text me there. My email is Casey, K-A-S-I-E, at kw.com. And I am just getting a website up and running. It is coloradohomeandland.org. It should be up and running soon. And you can search for homes there. You can check the price of your home. You can contact me. And I'll also have a bunch of stuff about Colorado on there because I love to share. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for joining today. This is Casey Fogelman with Colorado Home and Land with Keller Williams Avenues. So Casey, thank you so much for joining today. It was great to get to know you and learn more about uh, what makes you tick, why you love real estate and how you can best serve your clientele. And we appreciate uh, you taking the time to talk today. Thank you. And I appreciate you taking the time and all that you do for us. You're welcome. It was, it was a lot of fun. Thank you. This episode was brought to you by Pivot Lending Group, NMLS 10995. Copyright 2021, Pivot, all rights reserved. Financial Funding Solutions Incorporated, DBA Pivot Lending Group. 10397 West Centennial Road, Littleton, Colorado 80127. Pivot does business in accordance with the Fair Housing Law and Equal Credit Opportunity Act. Pivot Lending is regulated by the Division of Real Estate, Colorado. To learn more or find a full listing of our state licensing, visit pivotlending.com or nmlsconsumeraccess.org.